0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks.
1: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome, welcome to, to Talking Talkin Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
2: Yes, hello and welcome. It's Friday, which means two things. Gloucester Park tonight and Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657 and a big show coming up. Hall of Fame driver gary hall jr first time on the show Great to talk to junior and tell you what he's got a couple of good drives but none better than the exciting three-year-old jumping jack mac absolutely and it's great that they're him and Leverage are separated for one more week before we headlong into the Derby. Uh, also, we're going to uh, deep dive into a few races with our man uh, Bomber Hill. And Brett Coffey uh, is going to wrap up the show. Our man BK is uh, on holidays, only mm-hmm. in Hobart. Um, but uh, Brett Coffey, we're going to catch up with him and talk about, uh, amongst other things, the boom, so always be Mickey and, and also the nutrient uh, sale that was a couple of weeks ago in Melbourne. But uh, a big welcome back to Mortz. You survived. The grandmother in the caravan next door did it break you down
3: I don't know if she survived I managed (laughs) to get my 9 iron and my driver back and they are a little bit crooked when I went to use them so I'm not sure but it's great to be back after a brief letter had a great week and uh, looking forward to the show couple of tough weeks whilst I've been away five unit loss last week and eight the week before so hopefully we can uh, right the ship tonight with our man Bomber and fill the TAB the tab touch accounts yes tonight which was good but I'm sure there's one segment that everybody was missing <laughs> last week so just I'll take it easy on the this week uh, rads 3 and 30 thanks michael when they program races and they put races on and place races do they take into account you know what um, what's the average turnover on things like standing starts trot races 21 30 17 30 25 38 i mean do we know what the stats are, so so what are the best races to program, or is it just?
2: They, they do, uh, but I think sometimes they just default to field sizes and stuff like that, uh, when uh, probably it should be more, what's the best betting race and the best turnover slot. So um, that's handled by the rower handicapping team I understand, but um, I think sometimes it's because field size has a lot to do with the wagering but sometimes there is like it might be a full field but a very short price favourite as opposed to an eight horse field with one at six to four one at three dollars one at six dollars ra- and you know like that's, yeah. a, that's a better betting race but um it, it, they, they do take that okay
3: so they must have some yeah logic for a while why yeah. we would put a trot race at uh, race eight yeah. um a lot of the two and three year old races do fall over yep and there's west westbred and double west westbred bonuses available what happened to those funds
2: uh they remain in there and they get it's, it goes into a general fund and it should be distributed through other races. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, at, at the, usually the Westbred uh, the last couple of years have been over budget. But they've paid out more, and and particularly last year when the season was longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, with the races falling over, I think there's an argument to say if you're if you're nominating for a, a race that is a Westbred eligible race. Um, it, and you have to go into an open-class race, but you've nominated as your first preference, then you still get the bonus if you win. So I think there's an argument for that.
3: That was going to be my next <laughs> question, so that's very good, and I'm glad to hear that. But just just lastly, yep. so this becomes 4 in 40, yep. have you had your lashes tinted? No, <laughs> no I haven't. Right. <laughs> I, might have, I might have been outside once, and it's right, just okay. the bleach has come through. Oh, fair know. call. All right, very good. Uh, Let's get on with stop, it.
2: Stop talking to people. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, We've got a very special guest, uh, probably the best driver in the business, and uh, he's aboard a very promising three-year-old tonight in Jumping Jack Mac. I hope I get the name right. Let's go to back one week, uh, and he was very emphatic in his uh, three-year-old win and really laid claim to favouritism for the Derby, even over Leverageo.
4: Jumping Jack Mack, leads by two metres on the Outsiders' strike team. Gee, the leaders under a double wrap from Hall. Power play the inside. In fourth place is B-Rock Hart, yet to pull out. And then Sugar Street overjoyed, struggling. Mighty Ronaldo's badly held up and looking in danger of missing a place as around the Outsiders see Ryan fly. But away goes Jumping Jack Mack and look at the acceleration. He just bounded away. Jumping Jack Mack, shot clear around the home turn. Battling away in the second place, coming through strike team with B Rock Hard, Sugar Street now, and C. Ryan flying. Then Mighty Ronaldo, who can't get out behind them. But Jumping Jack Max going to bolt him from Sugar Street and B Rock Hard. And Jumping Jack Max got the Derby at its mercy and won by about 30 metres.
2: Well, I'm not quite sure he's got it at his mercy. There's no. there's another horse that's going around Bunbury tomorrow night. But I tell you what, he deserves to be right up the top, uh, close to favouritism. And his driver joins us uh, right now in Gary Hall Jr. How are you, Jr.
5: Yeah, good, thanks, Brad. How are you?
2: Yeah, really good, and uh, tell you what, your, your dad's speaking to about this horse to him. He's always been exciting, uh, excited about him, and he's, tell you what, last week really showed why he he, he is so excited.
5: Yeah, he's, um, yeah I, I think he's probably, I think it's unusual for him to have a um, higher opinion of one than me, uh, because, I, you know... <laughs> sitting behind him you probably get a better feel but uh, he's definitely one to take his thoughts to the media before me that's for sure and um, he really put the pressure on last week I, I read a tweet somewhere that he said he's uh, uh, he's the best three-year-old he's ever had and he'll win the derby so um, yeah I, 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 I had a bit of a go at him about that I had to sort of remind him of horses like uh, Elvi Cristiano and Major Trojan and Chicago Bull and King of Swing and others so um, yeah he's I think he's jumped the gun a little bit but um, maybe a bit of Alzheimer's has set in so uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, this horse is very good um, in relation to all the other ones I think he's just a little bit behind them maturity wise um, so it's pretty exciting what he's doing at the moment but um, yeah I think even Richie jumped the gun a little bit last start <laughs> and, and had to sort of correct himself down the back straight and mention Lavajo so in my mind as a driver I think Lavajo still deserves to be uh, outright favourite but um, I think the draw is obviously going to be super, super important. And, um, yeah, if, if, if he draws inside us, well, well I, I, I
3: couldn't see us beating him. And, and yeah, and vice versa, I'd, I'd be fairly confident that we told him out. So, judging by that, junior, you, you don't exactly share the same opinion as uh, as Senior. But um, Jumping Jack Mack almost made uh, Richie swallow the um, uh, the microphone down the, the straight there. But he, he is a really, really impressive type. And... It's, it's great to have a, you know, going back probably four or six weeks ago, we were looking at this WA derby thinking, well, it's just Lava Joes, but uh, now with um, Jumping Jack Mack in the field, it's going to make it a far more exciting race, and um, you must be looking forward to the big race next Friday night? Yeah, hey, Mark.
5: Yeah, I, I definitely am. Um, it'd be nice if we could, you know, pick our own draw and, and draw it so it still was undecided afterwards, but... Um, yeah, for the race's sake, it's it's really good as you say that the horses uh, come along as quickly as he has. Uh, he's pretty flashy sort of a horse, and um, you know his win last week was obviously, um, you know, people like to see horses win by margins. And um, I mean, he's a, he is a very good horse, but uh, I've still got a huge amount of respect for Lava Joe, Um Some of the things he does, I think, um, even now. A couple of times he did get beat. I think if they had their time again, they'd, they'd probably just try be more like a, um, a tractor outside the leader and just keep running, and he probably wouldn't have wouldn't have even got beaten in some of those races that we saw and get, um, get colours lowered in. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good race, and so it should be. A, I think the is a really you know one of our best races to look forward to every year. It's, you know the, the gateway for our future stars, and hopefully these two are racing across the bar for many years to come.
3: Yeah, look, I'm glad that Labra Joe did get his colours lowered a couple of times recently, but uh, you know, obviously um, he's a he's a very very tough horse, and uh, <clears throat> as you said, if we could all p- select our draw, we'd all like to draw inside him and make sure he he's out wide and does a lot of work. But even when he has to do a lot of work, he's just he is a class animal. So, um, uh, but jun- but jumping Jack Mac after what I'd we've put seen, in so more. sorry. Put <laughs>
5: I'd put him in 10. <laughs> uh, actually,
3: I'd, I'd I'd save that barrier for uh, mighty Ronaldo. Thanks, uh, Junior. So you'll have to pick another one if you can. But, but uh, look, you can have
5: ten it, if I can have
3: one. Uh, can I have that in writing, please? No, that'd be great. But uh, looking forward to it. Like you said, the WA Derby is the gateway for uh, all those horses coming through. Now tonight, Junior, you've got um, you've got a lot of good drives uh, going around tonight. Uh, starting off in. Uh, race one, jumping Jack Mack, uh, drawn the nine, shouldn't be too many problems from out there?
5: Yeah, I, I try not to get too confident with these sort of races, especially a week out from each grand final, so uh, I can't understand the, the differential barrier draw system for a week out from, from their main race, so, but anyway, it is what it is, and we're drawn out there, so it's going to, you know, the last thing we want is a gut buster, but um, he's got he's to go around, so yeah, I, I think, I'm hoping it's just a case of, you know, putting him into the race when we see fit and, and getting the win, but um, yeah, it never seems to be that easy from nine at Gloucester Park, so I think at some stage, he, you know, he might look um, vulnerable from out there, but I'm, I'm still uh, hopeful that he can just go around and get the win and have something in reserve, so he should be really getting close to peak fitness now, and um, you know, that's um, that should hold him well in a race like this from
3: out there even. And in race six you've got another really good drive which is Sun Beach Party. Uh, in the last word thanks to uh, Tab Radio and our friend Timmy Walker, you said tough draw but she has the class, happy with the first up effort. I think she is the one to beat in that so why uh, you expect her to go well?
5: Yeah I do, I think she's um, I think she's well on the way to becoming Probably one of the better free fall in the state. Uh, she proved that last time in when she, she led and was only narrowly beaten by Belle Catherine. Um, you know, she was a super run that night. She's got a bit of toughness to her. Um, she can really, uh, yeah, she, she's pretty versatile as well. So she's going to need to be tonight from that draw. I think, um, yeah, I'm not sure what price she's come up, but I, I thought she was just a pretty good each way bet from out there if, if, if that was the price. Um, I think suing you might have. Might have come up favourite. Um, I've had a bit to do with her over, over the years as well, and I, yeah, I, you know, I, in my, my my way of thinking, I don't think there's um, there's, a, there's a class difference between the two horses, you know. So um, I might be wrong, but I think people have got suing you leading, but even in that scenario, I'd still expect some beach parties to be able to um, get over. I think so. Yeah, I think she's a really good drive. I, I, I've got a bit of respect for Heaven's Showgirl too, Nathan. thought so I thought she was probably slightly disappointing last start on what she's been showing but um, yeah the three wins before that were all really good and she ran super the last sort of 1200 so it would be interesting early anyway and, but if we can hand, lob handy I think uh, yeah we'll definitely definitely give them a the scare.
2: Yeah on tab touch showing is 250 uh, 320 heaven showgirl 480 for Sunbreach party probably a little bit unlucky Junior last week looked like you were going to get off down the back and they just shut the door on you a little bit and it's probably cost you the race maybe.
0: I, I,
5: I had the chance to come off. It was just that uh, I expected the leader to have, to have a, a pretty good kick left. Um, and, I, you know, being first up, I, I elected to sort of stay in and, and play the waiting game. And I, I got out, yeah, probably, or looked too late in the end, but she, she didn't actually really ping through the gap when she got it like I, I expected her to. And she sort of just ground away a bit. But I thought on the line, out of the three that finished across the track... Um, I thought she was going the best on the line out of uh, Sarah Diamond, Savvy Bromac and some beach party. I thought she hit the line the best out of the three. So uh, she's come on a bit from that run, which I expect she has. I actually jumped her out in the stand on Wednesday at Pinjarra, just a 400-metre jump out to qualify her. But, she, um, yeah, she she was jumping out of her skin, and Barry seems really happy with her. So she said she tightened up a fair bit off that first up run. So, yeah, I, I mean, I thought she was each way all day.
3: That's a good push there, and in the the one after you've got my carbon copy, which should just lead and win.
5: Oh, well, that's what pricey is, but um, <laughs> yeah, I hope it's that easy uh, <laughs> it, it never seems to be lately down there, though. There's always either someone who wants to blast across with you or something going on. But um, no, it's been good racing down there uh, recently, and um, yeah, I know he's short, but I, I expect him to win. I thought he was my best driver tonight for. Um, from a winning point of view. and Yeah, I think he's uh, he, he should be leading and winning. I, I think he's a bit better than what he was. I expected him to win um, a couple of starts ago when he ran fourth. When he got around early and got to the front, I thought he was disappointing that day. Uh, probably think he's come along a bit since then and um, we're a bit off the mark with him, so I expect a better performance tonight.
3: And then in race nine, you've got uh, number eight, Cole Peaker, has a... X Factor, you said in the uh, the final word. It's a pretty exciting horse.
5: Yeah, he is. Uh, I, you know, obviously followed him a bit through his uh, career since he's been here, and I know he's always had a big rap on him. And some of his wins looked, um, you know, he sort of just got the job done. And other ones, he looked very promising. And uh, yeah, the trials. I've driven him in two trials now. The first trial was was really good, and the second trial was awesome. He just felt like a really, really nice horse. So. Uh, yeah, tough draw. Um, I think Jack Farthing is obviously going to be pretty hard to beat. I know um, Justin's been pretty happy with him this time back, and he gets the eighth draw. But uh, yeah, this horse, Coldfeeder, he's definitely one to follow. He gave me the feel in the trial that he'll be, um, yeah, he'll, he'll be a major player come cups time. He he's, uh, seems to have it all, so pretty excited about getting the drive behind him.
3: And I just before I give you back to Michael, I do need to ask one question on behalf of Michael, and that is uh, he wants to know when you're going to win a race on his horse, please.
5: I, I can answer that very easily. When, when we get rid of those bloody colours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're, well, they're Karakata uh, plate-winning
3: colours from Ray Meadowcroft. <laughs> I
5: know. Well, sorry, Ray, but green just doesn't... I don't do green. <laughs> um, there we go I mean, so that's I'm, the
3: hoodoo
5: we're lucky we've stayed in the cart every time we've been on her but um, no yeah, she's been, turned into a bit of a professional place get it But yeah. um, two runs ago was really good um, at Bunbury, sort of a step in the right direction And last start I think Justin was a little bit disappointed with how she ran on but I think um, I, like, I think the only thing I'd put it down to was um, racing under light at Bunbury, um, I think she sort of was a bit sharper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We'll get there. I promise. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Have that in too, that'll yeah. be good.
2: <laughs> Junior, thanks for taking time to talk to us, mate. Good luck tonight and uh, then good luck in the uh, first of all in the draw for the Derby and, and then in the race itself, mate.
5: Yeah, no worries. Anytime guys,
2: cheers. Gary Hall Junior, the uh he's no doubt the best in the business. He is
3: the best, yeah.
2: And uh, one day he'll win a race for us more. So well he's won plenty for you <laughs>
3: No, he is great And what a great book of drives he's got yeah. tonight Yeah, yeah Going to be very and, busy and, and for a number of trainers For a number of trainers And there was a couple of good pushes there So um, that's uh, good insight from Junior
2: Alright, as we go to the break uh, Let's stick with the three-year-olds And Penny Tiger Who will be going to the Derby And could be going over to Victoria For the um, HE, APG races With uh, his stablemate Miss Baduca After they both qualified on Tuesday As we go to the break uh, Another horse who's got a, a claim to the Derby
4: Penny Tiger Penny Tiger has got the lead. Give us a wave dropped in behind. Aussie Scooter gets to the outside trying to run on and then came the Swiss Maestro and also Chance eclipsed to the turn they run though and Penny Tiger has got the front. Leads by 3 metres. Give us a wave. Comes off the inside again and Aussie Scooter's out wider as a corner. Penny Tiger's got the front. Uh, On the outside give us a wave. Aussie Scooter's trying to run home as well but Penny Tiger's got the lead. Down the outside is uh, give us a wave and Aussie Scooter. Penny Tiger's in front though from Aussie Scooter and then came give us a wave but Penny Tiger doesn't all the way. Penny Tiger, one by three metres. Second home was Aussie Scooter. A good run. To
1: You're listening to Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track. On to this is Talking Trots with Morts and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
4: Babyface out of his last. Still, stroke of luck. Volt Tin trying hard, but stroke of luck. Still two metres in front. Valbon and then Galactic Star, who's struggling to go at the moment. Wide out. I'm full of excuses. He hasn't moved on stroke of luck, though. Stroke of luck. Kicks clear at the top of the straight from Valbon. Volt Tin still coming, but a stroke of luck in front. I'm full of excuses late, but stroke of luck in front. Volt Tin, I'm full of excuses. Stroke of luck. Wins from Volt Tin, and knows I'm full of excuses.
2: Yeah, he just held on for a half-neck in a stroke of luck. 156 was the rate for owners uh, Merv and Meg Butterworth and uh, continues uh, his good run of uh, form stroke of luck, defeating Volton Tin, who had to do it tough. This segment's brought to you by Loans 123, car loans, debt consolidations. Who do you see? The nude nut,
3: Steve Sellett.
2: Loans123.com.au. For all your personal finance, as we said, debt and consolidations.
3: As you know, Rads, if if the new nut can't sort you.
2: No, you got no hope. Yep. You've got absolutely no hope. Absolutely. All right, so let's get straight into our form analysis segments and our man Scott Bomberhill is on the line. How are you, Bomber? Very well, thanks, guys. How are you? Yeah, really well.
3: It's great to have Mortz back. Yes, good to be back, Bomber. Good to be back. Absolutely been missed. <laughs> yeah, hasn't he?
2: <laughs> we, we might have to get Robbie
3: and Mortz just to
2: Robbie, carry, carry the show.
3: Robbie and Rads. Sounds pretty good. <laughs>
2: All right. Let's uh, get into the first race we've got to look at, which is race number three on the card. It's the Tab Touch um, Mobile Pace, which is uh, great supporters okay. of ours and uh, the brand that funds the industry, Tab Touch, over the 2130 metres. And let's have... Uh, um, a look at um, the market here. Kaluna Artie at $26. Extreme Prince $9. There you go. Is favourite at 360. The big mover is Beach Skipper. Open at 10s. Got out to 12s. Into $5. Lightning Jolt 7 into $5.50. Tell me to attack is $9.50. Power Play at 480 dollars Major Stare at $6 and the outside of the field, the outside of the front line, is Q-Town Roaring at $91. Uh, Interesting betting race here, Bomber. How would you see it?
1: Yeah, amazed at the price, Beach Skipper came up. He he gets the ideal opportunity to roll to the top here, I think. There you go. We'll cross the two inside, and if we've anything to go by of late, he tends to take a sit, and uh, I think uh, Lindsay will just let Beach Skipper roll on by. he's, He's not a horse that's got... You know any real change-up speed, but he he has the ability to to grind out a couple of 28s on the way home, and I think that'll be enough here. Two starts ago, he led and was run down by Hemwood Bay and Diego, and that's really really good form for a race like this. And he goes really well for Donald Harper. I'm I'm pretty keen. He's going to give it a massive sight.
3: Yeah, just looking at the uh, the final word here, Lindsay Harper. Uh, drawn all right, can cross early. We are teaching him to sit and he's been doing well. Depends on the pressure we get. So there is a question mark there and Donald Harper should run another nice race, especially if he finds the top. So that's going to be all key in that uh, race three, number four, beach skipper. What's the state plan here, Bomber?
1: Yeah, he's a one unit bet. I think even at that $5, he's still a touch of value. I expect him to start even shorter. So yeah, it'll give us okay. a good
2: start. Good way to start. Keep on tumbling in. All right, the next race we're going to look at is race number four, and it's the Mor- Memorial Day Stakes on this uh, Anzac long weekend, and uh, over the 25, 36 meters, small but select field here, and uh, we've got Volton Ten drawn one, a dollar fourteen dollars nine fifty in from thirteen dollars. Bracken Sky at seventeen. I'm full of excuses at nine dollars. Val at twenty one. And whose idea at this? Uh, whose idea was this? Twenty three into twenty one. We're Voltentin, Ten, very short price favourite, looking to avenge his defeat last week. But I'm tipping Bomber. We're not going to run into the dollar fourteen. Huh? Which way are we going to go?
1: Yeah, no, we won't. He, he's the leader and I think the winner, obviously, at that price, he, he just rolls along in front and just should be too good. But the one I've come for is Chirascuro, the place. Um, we've got it better than $2 early. He's now into $1.85 on tab touch. But I think that's still value. You know, this horse has sat leaders back 10 times in his career and only missed the place once. And that was as a result of talking to me and they'd you know, just be caving in on him and just pushing him back. The thing that suits him most here is I think they go Indian file, I'm almost certain of that and uh, Tin, he'll just take off at the 1,000 or 1,200 and break their hearts and and this guy just has the ability to sit on his helmet and and I can't see anything else being able to run over the top of him, so super confident he runs second.
3: Super confident of course they're in race four, only six starters, which means we only pay first and second. Number two, Tirascuro. what's the staking plan there, Bomber?
1: He's a
3: three-unit place, but I thought he was probably a you know, three-on chance to place here to run a second. Oof, All right, there we lots go. Lots of confidence there. I
2: like that. Yeah, well, got to get the gun runner as you said, behind the leader. Um, before we go to the break, another great supporters of ours are Steel Blue Boots, uh, Morts, built for comfort, made for work, and with a multi-layered shock-absorbing sole and premium-grade leather, Steel Blue Boots. Blue boots don't need wearing in, and we know that. We We know that. We can actually attest to that.
3: uh, They're even fine in the shower. It doesn't matter where (laughs) you go, they're great. And whatever trade, we've got your boots. We sure do. All
2: right, uh, the feature race of the night is race number five. It is the Champagne Classic. Um, at Group 2 level for the $50,000 and uh, last week we had another two-year-old race that was worth $50,000. It was the gold bullion final, the APG gold bullion final. It was taken out by Rock on Top. Rock on Top is the 275 favourite in this race against What Are The Odds at 340 and Bushwhacked drawn um, one at 460. As we go to the break, let's listen to Rock on Top winning the APG gold bullion final from last week.
4: Now, trying to get clear, follow the music as Junamis got off the inside and getting an inside run was Meteoroid. Follow the music out wide is making ground, but it's all rock on top. It looked home on the turn, raced away from Junamis and further back was uh, on the outside, follow the music and Tommyless Jambo. Meteoroid got through nicely as well, but it's all rock on top. This is a smart performer. It's well clear from Junamis, Meteoroid and follow the music and rock on top has strolled in. Rock on top won easily. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mortz and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Nikasa got up on the inside behind them, has taken out wider. Savvy Bromac is starting to sprint home very nicely indeed. As they come to the turn, though, Heaven Showgirl is clear. Leads by three metres. Savvy Bromac's finishing gamely, though. In the straight, Star of Diamonds in front. Down the outside is Savvy Bromac finishing hard. Star of Diamonds and Savvy Bromac. It's Star of Diamonds, Savvy Bromac. Star of Diamonds, Savvy Bromac, Savvy Bromac. It's Emily again, and Savvy Bromac has won. From Star of Diamonds, third is some beach party.
2: Yeah, Savvy Bromack. And uh, another winner to the combination of Turvy and Selvalco. Geez, they're going good, and uh, they're forming a really good par- partnership. Raka Sink went super. Um, sure did. In his performance, yeah. which I think was the race before. And that was the race where Sunbeach Party went around. And uh, she goes around in the next race that we're going to look at. But before we do, this um, segment's brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving's better in a Bayswater Mazda quarter of Guildford and Garrett Roads. Go and see uh, our good friend Anthony,
3: he'll look after you. Couldn't be happier with the Mazda Rats, absolutely beautiful car, great range of cars and the after-sale service we've had from those guys down there at uh, Bayswater Mazda has been first class. Yeah, exceptional. First class.
2: Exceptional. All right, let's have a look at the Mare's race and a couple that went around in that race that we just heard are in this, it's the Channel 7 fillies and Mare's pace and it's over the 2130 metres and we have Blissful Abbey from the pole at $8 suing you. Another big mover, five dollars into two fifty. Sweet Madison, seventy one dollars into sixty one. Uh, far, far from Kalahari at eighty one dollars. Heaven Showgirl at three twenty. Sun Beach Party at four eighty. Got a good push from Junior this morning for Sun Beach Party. Um, Delightful reaction at twenty six dollars. Talker up at eighty one. Zozo Magogo at 91. Then inside the back line, has no fear. Who loves it uh, back on the pegs, and uh, um, we could see her back to her best tonight at 7.50 and better. Copper, good one at 101. This is a really good mares race. Uh, bomber, have they as they usually are at Gloucester Park? The mares are really competitive races.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Have been for a long time. And um, yeah, I'm with suing you here. The the opening price was was certainly luxurious, but I. You know, in saying that I think she's now rock bottom at 250 I, I think we could see a bit of a drift there getting closer to start time but I think she's the leader she's in really really good form you know probably numerically that doesn't suggest so but you go through every run and she's right at the top of the game um only one challenger for the lead here and that's heaven Showgirl. but I'd be very surprised if she could put a big enough space on suing so you to up to cross to the pegs and you know, she'll just dictate in front. Cable of running home in a 56. She's a five-time winner from six starts in front. Uh, only time she got rolled was in the WA Country Oaks. And, um, yeah, thought her last run particularly, she was just as good as heaven showed on some beach party there. And, obviously, tonight she gets the favours in front, as far as I can see.
3: Very intriguing race, particularly after our chat earlier on with uh, Gary Hall, Jr. And in the last word, thanks to Tab Racing Radio, Tough draw, but she has the class. Happy with the first-up effort. I think she's the one to beat. That's what Junior said on some beach party. So should be a cracking race. Uh, and, of course, Heaven showgel uh, will go well. Nathan Turvey and Shane Young on suing you got a good draw, hoping to make the most of it. So looking forward to this one. What's the the uh, betting uh, plan here, Bomber? Yeah, she's a two-unit bad, but as I said, I wouldn't be diving in at the 250.
1: I think she will drift back out.
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think after uh, Junior's comments, a bit of money will come for that, and it could drift out a little bit, suing you. So looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, it's got to be a really competitive uh, betting race and also competitive out on the track. And the last race we're going to uh, have a look at is race number nine here, and uh, this is another really good betting race, uh, the Mondo Duro Small Goods Pace over 21.30 metres. And we see Jack Farthing draw the pole. He's got plenty of speed, Jack Farthing. $1.90. Rock Me Over at $9. Son of a Digger, at $34. Better Reward, 41 Quick Stride at $21. Raka Sink, who was really impressive uh, last up, It goes up in grade... Uh, again tonight, nine dollars. Extradite, who's got plenty of pace. Be interesting to see whether they push the button from out wide with him at thirty-one dollars. Considering how fast Jack Farthing can get out and has got out at Menangle, uh, an and Cole Pecker, the uh, horse that Junior said has got some X-factor, uh, two sixty into two fifty. Uh, great betting race, um, uh, Bomber. Which way uh, are we going here for for our punters?
1: Yeah, some really nice horses involved here, and. Uh... Yeah, I think Jack Farthing, I think he's the leader. I'd be very surprised if Extradite could cross him. They may still have a crack and try and open up that gap behind behind him and just drop him uh, onto the pegs. But uh, I think the one that gets the perfect run for us here, from a place perspective, is Quick Stride. He's flying this horse. He's a bit one-dimensional in that he just has to go back, sit, and then uh, come with one run. But I think tonight, with uh, Jack Farthing in front, I think Sink rolls to the breeze with Quick Stride most likely on his back. Um, and Junior will be off at probably the 800 with Cole Pecker I think uh, Lewis can just sit in behind them while they blaze down the back straight there and then he'll be the strongest over the top up up the lane I think he can run over at least a couple of them to get into a play
2: 320 on Tab Toucher Place
3: Fantastic price, and what a great race just looking at uh, the number one there, Jack Farthing Justin Prentice said good draw, give him his chance in front hard to beat Yep. Not often you hear those words coming out of uh, Justin. <laughs> that's um, as confident as I've heard. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, and uh, Chris Lewis, uh, good race, will be hard to beat the eight, but with pace on, he's an each-way chance. And that's what we've got tonight with quick stride on the place. And what's the betting stake there, uh, Bomber?
1: Yeah, two-unit place bet to finish off. I think that $3.20 is a really nice prize. He just maps perfectly, I think, and has really, really good late speed.
2: Well, Bomber, they're the four races. Uh, get to see Jumpin' Jack Mack in the first, his short price favourite, Laverage at Bunbury tomorrow night. Great story by Steve Butler in the West on um, Ray Jones and, and Laverage um today. And uh, looking forward to the derby next week. It's uh, Hopefully, the barrier draw works out, Bomber, because it's going to be a fantastic race throwing Mighty Ronaldo and Pinny Tiger. It's a, it's a class field, and it's going to be a great race. Yeah, as you say,
1: hopefully, the barrier draws drop to make it exactly the spectacle we're after because, yeah, there's probably, you know, there's three really good chances to my eye and um, if we get the right barrier door it's going
2: to be a cracker. Yeah, it sure is. That's the Sky Racing $200,000 derby next week and, of course, the, the country derby tomorrow night that Labrador goes at in, down at Bunbury. All right, Bomber, thanks for your time and uh, we'll speak to you next week.
1: Pleasure, guys. Have a great weekend and enjoy the racing tonight.
2: We sure will. All right, uh, it's time to take another break as we do. The South Australian Cup was last uh, week. It was Group 2, $60,000, and Anthony Butt, the team, they're going great guns in Victoria, and uh, he quenelle it with uh, Boots Electric and Perfect Stride. He opted uh, the right way as well, Anthony. He he took the drive on Boots Electric. And as we go on a break, let's uh, listen to Boots Electric take out the SA Pacing Cup.
1: Out of the pack, perfect stride, starting to make ground. They have got 400 to go. He's giving it 15, maybe 17 meters. Still in front though. Boots electric leads away. 28-8 in that third quarter. Here comes the big danger. Perfect stride behind it, running on also with a chance. As majestic cruiser leader getting tired. Went quick early. Boots electric going to the inside. Perfect stride. But had a look over the shoulder, left and right. Oh, finds another gear. Boots electric. Lose them away in the cup. Second placing, perfect stride. Third was Majestic Cruiser. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
4: This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track taking the Mickey looks the danger to uh, the leader wonderful to fly at the moment so wonderful to fly has got the lead but taking the Mickey Voke, he's coming hard on the outside and then extraordinary Mary dropping off but it's taking the Mickey 27 and a half the third quarter after 296 taking the Mickey has taken the lead from wonderful to fly extraordinary Mary tries to come back and uh, challenge wonderful to fly again but taking the Mickey as well clear over the final stages from in second place wonderful to fly extraordinary Mary trying hard on the outside Side, but taking the mickey has waltzed in. Taking the mickey one by 15 metres to wonderful to fly.
2: Could not have been more impressive taking the mickey by always be mickey. Uh, one of his um, progeny going great guns. 154.2 for a two-year-old around Gloucester Park. Yeah, it was
3: very impressive. And um, part owner of, of uh, taking the mickey is uh, Dale, Dale Putlin Dale from Putlin. Uh, down there at Pinjarra.
2: Sure is. And we're about to talk to... Um Brett Coffey, who stands, uh, t- uh, always be Mickey, but before we do that, Mortz, this segment is brought to you by Retrovision. Retrovision. Your local WA electrical appliance specialist, RAC members uh, save an additional 5% on everything.
3: Correct, and you know that because you just spend I'm all night not googling not. retrovision.com.au and we appreciate that, Michael.
2: You know that, I, I'm always <laughs> online shopping, especially at Retrovision. Yes. All right, gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, Brett Coffey from Alabar Farms joining us. Uh, MNBK can't join us today, so we've uh, gone to um, uh, Brett Coffey. And, Brett, welcome to the show.
0: G'day. thanks very much for having me.
2: Mate, uh, always be Mickey. Um, geez, he's been really impressive, uh, his progeny, since they, they've debuted. You must be really pleased with the way he's going as a sire.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, like... Um, he obviously had a you know a pretty phenomenal year with his um, debut crop in America um, last season up um, yeah in, in America and Canada um, so you always you know that, that's a great start but you always need to see it down here um, and yeah just recently especially um, they've been flying and um, obviously yeah it was uh, it was pretty cool to tune into uh, Gloucester Park last uh, Friday night and see taking the Mickey win like that it was um, yeah gets you up and about on a Friday. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, and they're pretty popular, and the and the, I suppose the right trainers have bought them. I know Justin Prentice's got one um, or two. Yeah, two uh, yeah. Ross oliveira has got them, so they're going to get every chance as well.
0: Yeah, well that's and that's that's always the you know the major thing I suppose with um, with some of these um, you know your new season stallions, you need to get them in those right camps. And yeah, as you said, like getting them to, to Ross and Gemma and and to Justin and places like that. You know, Tomo's got um, got a couple as well, and. Um, you know and I suppose even in New Zealand we bought a couple of the sales and sent them to to the all stars so that those sort of things are important and it gives them every opportunity and then it's you know it's up to the horse and if they're if they're good enough they get you know they, they can do it um so yeah it's uh yeah it's uh,
2: it's exciting times how's his book looking for for this season coming up i suppose it'd be very <laughs> popular <laughs> yeah very popular yeah um
0: um, it's sort of uh it's sort of something we've got to look into closely right now because it's um yeah. yeah with the with the limits obviously it's um it's made it um, a bit harder on horses like him um to manage their books but um but yeah no he's um he's very popular again and um he'll he'll do a full book for sure
2: mate so the nutrient sale was on a couple of weekends ago and uh, Alabar was a big part of that how how you think the sale went
0: um overall good yeah overall um couldn't be any um couldn't ask for any more from Mutu, and they were they were fantastic. Um, our personal over, overall results we were we were very happy with. Um, good to good to get some support from the West buying some horses. Um, um, but um, yeah, no, it was really good. Um, we obviously had a couple of you know you, you have have someone's that make you know less and some that make more than what you think. But um, overall, we were very happy. Um, yeah, sold our first ever one hundred thousand dollar lot, which was really you know really pleasing. Um, and and uh, <laughs> bought, a, bought a horse. So, um, yeah, no, overall very good.
3: Yeah, the uh, the overall clearance rate was uh, over 83% with an average of over $30,000, which I thought was an excellent result. And um, Alabar, they had uh, had some great uh, lots in there and one in particular, the Sweet Lou filly, which went late, I think, about lot 225. She seemed like a very nice filly.
0: Yeah, she was she was a beautiful filly. Um, you would never expect to get that for a filly, but um, yeah, I was I was was hopeful that you know she had the right people looking at her. Um, actually, Justin Prentice was actually looking at her as well, but um, yeah, his budget was slightly less than that. So, um, but yeah, it was um, it was Bruce Edward and um, Shannon Price from Queensland. Uh, you know, had a bit of a bidding duel for her, which was which was good to see those two people bidding on, and Bruce ended up yeah. taking it home. So um yeah. he obviously knows the family well having having bred the the mother of the filly so um yeah it was a very pleasing result
3: yes we would have liked to have seen it <laughs> gone down a boy and up in Way <laughs> but uh, but not to be and uh, there was one there uh, over a hundred thousand dollars which went to maddie craven
0: yeah yeah exactly uh, that was the art major called out of arms of an angel so um so that was really good um that's the first yearling was sold out of arms of an angel so um she was a you know, a reasonably expensive mare to to buy off the track. So, um, yeah, it's good to get a return on her um, from that point of view. And then obviously going to Maddie, you'll get every chance as well. So, um, so that's yeah. Once again, you like to see them go to the good trainer. So, um, so they do get a shot with those, especially with those young mares. You know, that's only a second foal. So. Um, if he can go on and do a you know do a job on the track like he like he promises to, then then that's um you know that's a big result for Arms and Angel as well. So it sets her up um, for a breeding career for the future. So um and, and so no really pleasing with that. Um,
2: and, and you mentioned you, you actually bought one. Um, you spent a bit 170 for <laughs> a trotter, Father <laughs> yeah. Patrick going to Andy Gaff. Um, yeah. The trot- geez, the trotters had a great sale.
0: It was yeah it was like a, you looked through them and the, you know Pat. Obviously leading the charge there had had some phenomenal trotters. Um, we had a couple there that I thought were you know really nice ones as well. And but um, yeah, so Andy and I went to the, went to the farm early on and had a look at that you know look at all their colts. And then I've been back a couple of times to the farm and looked at him again. And and then we yeah obviously um, Alan looked at him at the sale and um, we thought he was you know yeah just a, it was obviously a beautiful individual, real presence about him. Um, but yeah. He's, Pedigree was was outstanding. Um, sort of marked about four or five trotters that I thought, you know, were trotting colts were really you know, well credentialed on their breeding, and he was one of them. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was, a, it, was a, it was rather nerve-wracking though, to be honest, uh, getting that much <laughs> on a horse. So um, I don't know how you know people like Emilio and Gene Feast. I suppose they bank got ten colts, and maybe a little bit more than mine. But um,
1: but uh, yeah,
0: um, needed some backup from Alan. So but Alan said keep going. So um, we did. And we ended up
2: taking him home. And WA did buy a couple, including in Justin Prentice from one of your um, draft. He uh, yeah. looks a bit of a flashy cult as well. He's a very flashy colt. Yeah, he's uh, he's always been
0: flashy. But um, yeah, the roll with Joe out of Incendio from um, Gary Crocker. So it's a half to to um, Crafty Bart, who's you know been really really good uh, this season um, for Emma Stewart. So um, no, very flashy cult, um, Good size, athletic cult. So I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys will have a lot of fun with. With that over in the West. Um but yeah, um probably, you know, I think what was it, thirty one grand I think from memory.
2: Yeah, uh yeah. yeah, so I think that's good buying at that price and um yeah,
0: um should have should have a lot of fun with him.
2: Yeah, I think the roll roll with Joe's are pretty popular with uh Leverage over here going so well. So oh, you know, I think the, yeah, the, the go W the, the WA guys uh, uh really like him. Brett, mate, thanks for your time today. Um good luck and uh, good luck with the the season coming up. It's it's gotta be an interesting season with the what's being proposed with the and, and what's being introduced so um <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm, but i'm sure you'll overcome it
0: yeah yeah no no we'll uh we'll, we'll battle through and um yeah no thank you very much for having, having us on
2: good on you brett brett coffee there thank who's uh runs uh, alabar farm who are obviously a great breeding uh, organization probably the biggest in australasia
3: it's, it's a interesting uh, story when you go back through the history of alabar and when they started in the foothills of adelaide and yeah. off to Achuca and um They've got a great lineup of stallions. You know, Vincent, Art Major. Um, always have. Ultimate uh, Machete uh, as well. Ultimate Sniper now, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And so. always be Mickey, of course. Yeah, of
2: course. So. Mate, it's been a big show. Welcome back.
3: Thank you. It's been uh, great to be back. Good show as always, and looking forward to getting out to Gloucester Park tonight and see if we can find some winners.
2: All right, thanks for your time, everyone. Until next week, it's bye for now.